Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm your voice of confidence, and let's start our business. Well, I'm self-doubt, and I don't think so. Come on. With LegalZoom, it's just a few steps. Fine. I'm in. LegalZoom. Now you're in business. LegalZoom is not a law firm or a substitute for an attorney. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a must-see concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hello, Daniel Chase. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you? I'm doing very well, Christina. Nice to see you. You betcha. I'm very grateful to have you here to talk about your new book, Talent Makers. Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there with talent and maybe businesses looking to build talent, but how do they do that and find the best talent out there? I know you're going to be in the best position to help them. You're with greenhouse.io. Um, but share a little bit about your backstory uh, with our audience before we get started. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I started my career um, as a software engineer. I have a background in uh, kind of computer programming and, and started my career that way. Uh, but I've been an entrepreneur for uh, over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through the process of starting companies and, and building organizations, I really came to see and believe mm-hmm. how important talent and hiring are to a successful organization. And so I, I sort of realized at some point early on in my career that, Hiring was kind of the secret weapon in business, that if I had the confidence that I could hire the right people, mm-hmm. I could kind of do anything. You know, I, and, 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 if, and if I lacked that ability, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I couldn't hire people 
it was a real struggle. And so to be honest with you, even though I really hadn't had a background in HR or in recruiting, and because I became an entrepreneur so so young, I mean, I had barely ever been hired. Uh, nonetheless, I saw that I needed to dedicate myself as a leader to this idea of leading through talent and, and, and getting great at hiring was sort of the way uh, forward in that. And so I kind of had the good fortune, I think, to be in this in this kind of unusual position where as a founder and as an entrepreneur with a technical background, I nonetheless approached hiring through this entrepreneurial lens and 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 sort of took it from there. Yeah, this is so fascinating to me, uh, Daniel, because a lot of people say to me, early, straight up new entrepreneurs will say, oh, I've hired a couple of people. It was disastrous. It didn't work out. They were just horrible. And they go about trying to do it themselves. And that is just not the way to do it. You are just going to fail if you try to do everything yourself because you can't be a a company of one. I mean, you can do that for a little while when you're first getting started, but you do have to scale up and grow and hire people so that you and your zone of genius, whether whatever you're doing, PR or marketing, whatever, that you focus on that and bringing in the money. Um, so how did you begin to understand what it is to hire excellence and what to look for? Yeah, well, I think like most people, like probably the story you just mentioned, you know, it was a struggle at first. I mean, you don't know, there's really no uh, you know, it's, it's hard to get started. And, and, you know, I'd gone to engineering school. If you've ever been to business school or engineering school, or these other places where a lot of, a lot of, you know, uh, entrepreneurs come from, you don't learn hiring. <laughs> you learn all the others. You learn to your point, finance, marketing, you know, product development, sales. And so I had to figure out a lot of stuff my own through trial and error. Um, but it was so important that I knew that, you know, I couldn't, uh, depend on someone else. I couldn't make it a, uh, someone else's problem. Yeah. And, you know, I never saw it as like a paperwork or an administrative problem. Like, oh, there's so many resumes and so much scheduling yeah. to do. It's annoying. I always saw it as, you know, I'm going to spend, you know, a few hours making a hire and that person's going to join my company and spend 2000 hours a year for years on end working for my business. So in terms of leverage, mm -hmm. it feels like one of the most important most highly leveraged activities I could do. And so, you know, I just approached it as, you know, an optimization problem. Like how do I break it down into phases, you know, finding people, um, interviewing people, convincing the, the right people to come work for my company, you know, building data and improving over time. And as you start to build that machinery, you start to realize just like every other part of your business, mm -hmm. hiring is something that can and should be operationalized and scaled in the business. Yeah. And you made a very important point. These people are going to spend 2000 plus hours in your company. It's almost like you're building a community and you want to like and have a culture where you all want to jive together and be together because you're going to be together. And for quite some time, sometimes longer than you will be with your kids and husband or wives. So it's good to find a, a set of people that really connect well with each other and as well do their job well. Now you mentioned something else very important, which is you know, I approach it like an entrepreneur. Are you looking when you look for talent uh, for someone who is free-minded, who thinks like an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, we talk about this in the, in the book. Um, this idea of a talent maker is kind of what is your role as a leader with respect to building your company and, and hiring people? And I think there are a lot of leaders who really feel in their bones that hiring is the most important thing they can do and their people are the most important asset that their company has, mm -hmm. but they just don't have the formula or the playbook mm -hmm. to make that a reality. And as a result, they end up frustrated and disappointed when they're like, HR people can't figure it out for them. 
And they're like, oh, I don't know what's happening. I open up this job and my recruiters aren't bringing me the right resumes, you know, or boy, like there's just not the right people out there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I-, I can hire great people, but no one else in my company can. And all those feelings are symptoms of this, of this gap that we saw. Mm-hmm. And that part of why we decided to write this book was the idea that by giving a name to that role that leaders have of a talent maker and by showing them the steps they can take and the, and the playbooks that they can run, that everybody can benefit from this idea of knowing how to live up to that vision that people have of being great at hiring and having their organizations being great at hiring. And this is an important point. Uh, I've, I've actually been part of the hiring process in the past in some companies I worked at. But what's interesting is the resume or even the initial conversations you have with that candidate is only the start of understanding who they are and what they have to offer. Um, because generally people aren't just what's on the paper. There's much more uh, gifts, talents, and things they can bring to possibly your company, but you have to figure out how to pull it out of them. And and I'm guessing that's one thing that talent makers really help companies do is realizing how do I go out there and really pull beyond what I'm seeing on this piece of paper or beyond what I'm just being told or hearing on this initial interview. Yeah, for sure. Hiring is, is more competitive than, than ever. And, you know, if, if anyone, uh, you know, has ever opened up a job and gotten a thousand applicants or 500 applicants for that job, you know, that just sifting through all that is, mm-hmm. is, is overwhelming and can feel, uh, yeah. you know, like it's just so much paperwork that how am I even going to focus on who the, who the people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, when you sort of bring some structure to that process, you can arm your team mm-hmm. with real practical ways to sift through the noise and not only find out who's good, but find out who's the best that your competitors aren't. And I think that's really where the edge comes in because, mm-hmm. you know, anyone can look at a resume and say, this person went to Harvard or, you know, worked at Google and these things. And I think, there's a lot of shortcuts there that people tend to take if you went to a top, so-called top school or work at a so-called mm-hmm. top company. And I think the truth of the matter is that the edge that you have in hiring today is in being able to identify who's going to be amazing at the job, not who's going to be amazing at interviewing mm-hmm. and hiring those people that are going to power your company that your competitors are going to look o- are, are going to overlook. Yeah. And, and where are those hidden gift talents that you're not just seeing in the piece of paper, but beyond that? And, and one thing that's become, I, I find, a really uh, essential tool that a lot of HR executives are using is going to all the social media to get a real, more full picture of the person you're going to meet with. Um, and it's interesting. I, many years ago, I went on an interview at this technology company, and they were looking for someone with a higher um, education level. And I didn't have that. And they, But they initially wanted me in. So there was something about my resume that include them in they want to talk to me and they said so why should we hire you I mean you don't have the education we're looking for and I just basically told them I'm a life life learner I I never stop educating myself in fact on the weekends I go for math studies and I hire a tutor just because I like mathematics and the guy I didn't realize who was interviewing me actually was a um uh, what do you call it? He had mastered in math. And so we started talking formulas. Mm-hmm. And of course, I got the job. But it was because he was willing to go deeper and say beyond what's on the piece of paper and say, what do you have that we could use in our organization? Yeah. And we, and we talk about that in, in the book about um, we, we have this concept called the hiring maturity curve, which is sort of like the journey that a company takes as they get better and better at hiring. And you know, a lot of companies, it's sort of chaos. They're just you never know what you're going to get. You open a job and it's like, well, we'll see what happens. 
Um, and then sometimes there's like one person at the company that figures it out. And there's this like inconsistency where, oh yeah, Sally's an amazing, you know, recruiter for me and she gets the job done. But if Sally's out sick that day, everything kind of falls apart. And as you move up that curve, you kind of go through that, that chaos and inconsistency, you get to a systematization, you get to systematic where, you know, when you open up a job, um, how long is it going to take to fill the role? You know, am I, do I have a high degree of confidence that the person's going to be a good fit? They're going to stick around and, and perform well. That it's not going to cost too much money. Excuse me, not going to cost too much money, and, and these sort of things. And so, a lot of organizations are really aiming for that consistency. I think what you talked about is that the the fourth and final level of of growth is to get to really uh, strategic. Is to get to the point where. Hiring is a difference maker for your company where you view your ability to hire people as a weapon, as a competitive advantage over your over your industry. And when you have that power, then the world is your oyster because you don't worry about launching a new product or opening a new office. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be able to get the people we need? You know you can always get the best people. You don't worry when that all-star that you've got, that you're like, oh, should I invest in training and growing that person? But if they leave, you know, then I'm, then I'm done. You're like, well, if they leave, great. They'll go build their career somewhere else. And I know I can hire someone else to fill their shoes who will carry on the tradition of excellence that we have. And so when you have that ability to hire, it undergirds everything else you do around people, whether it's development, growth, new products, and, um, and companies try to get there. Um, using this talent makers formula is really a, a way that leaders can drive it on their own. Yeah, yeah. And, and speak to us also the importance of culture, because it's begotten a lot more attention in the HR realm of paying attention, not just to the qualifications, does the, does the person have the qualification to do the job well, but even more so, are they going to fit our new our community? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, talent, you know, culture, you can say it's, it's, it's how people work together. It's how people are together. And in today's business, it's mostly people. You know, most companies today are not about digging stuff out of the ground and putting it in boxes. You know, most most businesses are around, you know, creativity and and, and human ingenuity and, and what yeah. they produce. And so if you look at the world's most valuable organizations, Google, you know, Apple, you know, it's not that they have access to natural resources that others don't, right? <laughs> it's that they have the innovation and the creativity and the drive to do things that others can't. And so every company today wants to build a successful culture built on the ability to hire and then connect the right people together. And it's just so much more important than it used to be, you know, in, in a, you know, a century ago when so much like business structure kind of just was, was, was being invented. And it was all about, we've got this factory and we just need humans to sort of sit in the chairs and, and screw the widgets together, you know. <laughs> It's like that's not the that's not business anymore. Yeah. Business problems are human problems more than more than ever before. And so leaders need to be savvy about that stuff. Mm. I, I love that it's human problems, and, and more than anything in this in this very interconnected world. I mean, even through the um, clients I work with, they're so interconnected with clients around the globe that you really have to think, you know, be able to be human, but and also understanding the different cultures and the different you know nuances of country and states and whatever it might be, that it's much more intricate today. Yeah, for sure. And look, you know, top talent has more transparency and more uh, power 
in in the job market than than ever before. I mean, I'm not that old. I graduated college in the mid '90s, but it may as well have been a century ago because when I graduated college, I printed out resumes on on paper and put them in envelopes and mailed them to like a handful of companies. And when I got there, I did not have other recruiters reaching out to me because there was no LinkedIn and there was no online job market. And frankly, I didn't have email at work. And so no one could get a hold of me. And so as a newly minted software engineer in 1995 or six, I was really constrained in terms of my career choices. Yeah. And if you think about what the world looks like from, from today, 2021, mm-hmm. it's entirely upside down from that. Uh, you know, software engineer can sit in their home or in their apartment and literally build software and distribute it for free to anyone in the world with no investment. And they have access to hundreds of millions of online jobs and they can interview at any of them. And they can read all about you on Glassdoor and they can find friends of theirs on LinkedIn that work at your company, ask about you. And so it's incumbent on you as a leader and as a company to prove to talented people why they should come work and stay at your company. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not easy. Mm -hmm. It puts a lot of pressure on companies to really center, um, like you're saying, culture Mm -hmm. and the experience, the candidate experience. In other words, when somebody comes to interview at your company or even looks at your careers page is the careers page as nice as your products page? You know, when you're trying to sell to to, to, to customers, because if it isn't, they're going to look and say, well, I don't really know if this company is serious about me. I'm going to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned a very good point. I, I was um, having, my friend was looking for work and she went to Glassdoor and it's amazing. It's very intricate where you could really get a deep understanding of this company. It's rated from a very organic um position where people who either work there, who, you know, can tell you even customers, uh, your experience working with that company. So I've even looked at glass doors. If I want to work with them as a product or service-based company, I'm like, well, what are, what are their internal employees saying about them? And it gives me an idea. Do I want to even work with them? So, I mean, it's, there's a lot of tools out there, both for employers and employees uh, that are really beneficial. And now I want to just, before we end this, I just want to find out once you hire that top top, top talent, how do you grow them to be the even more of a top talent and to keep them? Yeah, I would say um, that's a whole nother <laughs> conversation. Uh, we, but you know, it, start, it, starts with, it starts with onboarding that person. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a real gap in a lot of organizations where mm-hmm. there's a lot of attention put into the hiring process, mm-hmm. and, you know, interviewing and you know, getting the person. And then, then you sort of like, okay, we've, we've got the offer out. We've got the person that we want to hire. Let's move on to the next thing. Mm. Well, from that person's standpoint, you know, think about it through their eyes. They get this offer, they sign it. They're probably really excited about the new job, but they may also be really nervous. They may, you know, they may be starting a new job. It may be a higher salary or a different role. It may be, you know, they don't know who their coworkers are going to be. So it's a lot, it's a, it's a complicated moment for that new hire. Mm -hmm. And there's a ton to learn about your new job. You have to get to know a whole new set of skills and a bunch of new people and the way things work. And Companies not paying attention to that onboarding moment has a real impact downstream. It shows that mo- most employees make a decision really within the first few weeks, whether they're going to stick around at the company. And so you have this once in a lifetime moment to make a first impression on every new hire. And if you show them from the moment they've accepted the offer that you're investing in them, that you care about them and you're building a community with them, then you've got their loyalty and their best work for years to come. If you don't, then you really lose their... Um, their faith mm-hmm. and their trust in you. And the very first moment where some doubt creeps in or they hear about another job opportunity, yeah. you know, all of a sudden it's like easy and easy out. And so making a great onboarding experience is, is one of the 
most impactful things that companies can do to to stick around, you know, to get their employees to stick around and get the most out of them. I really, really, really love this point because uh, so much is spent on what is the impact that the initial candidate is going to have when they walk in. What's your first impression? But it's not a one-way street. What is the first impression you're giving to the candidate? That candidate could be a top talent that you could miss out on if you're not paying attention to what first impression am I putting out to them, uh, not just in the hiring process, but beyond that, when they start with the company, do they feel comfortable? Are they integrating um, with the new position and the people? Uh, totally amazing points. I, I just, we could go on for so long, but where do people get a copy of Talent Makers? Where do they do that? And where do they find out more about you? Yeah, they can They can go to talentmakersbook.com. Uh, the book is being sold through all the major retailers and uh, and uh, all the places that you buy your favorite books, whether uh, in print or or ebook. Um, and you know you can find out more about our company at uh, www.greenhouse.io and the book at talentmakersbook.com. Awesome. Well, I just have to thank you again, Daniel, for coming to share your great wisdom today on Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you. Thanks much. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Immersive technology has long been thought of as something that is primarily used by gamers and other entertainment applications. Billions of dollars have been spent on advancing the components that make up the technology, but it is still considered niche. Is it a technology that is in search of an application or just a killer app? To help me answer that question, I have with me today Mark Sage, the Executive Director of the Augmented Reality for Enterprise Alliance or AREA. Visit mauser.com slash empowering dash innovation to listen to the full episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.